0: This is wellness conversation podcast the information shared on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a certified wellness professional and now here's Modon Njogu MFT trained relational and sex therapist with today's episode
1: hello and welcome to another episode of wellness conversations podcast my name is Modon Njogu and on the studio here we have our guest Oyunga Pala, Oyunga welcome I'm really excited about having Oyunga Pala on the studio because we have known each other for a long time, um, and um, over the years I have seen him evolve and use his medium as a way to communicate the stories of men. But let me let me not go too far ahead here. Um, Oyunga, I'm curious, what, who are you? That's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> cool. uh-huh.
0: yes, who are you? Yeah. That question, I think, uh, typically, let's say we tend to only describe ourselves based on what we do for a living. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're a lot more than that. So if I start with the obvious, uh, which is I write for a living, so you can call me a communicator. I, I came out with this because it's a columnist. Now I do a lot more editing than writing. I'm currently the editor of an online platform known as The Elephant. Dot info, uh, which has nothing to do with wildlife. Really. It's a <laughs> political, social, law, cultural, very sort of pan African lens. Uh, I'm also what we call an ecological justice, uh, I suppose, activist. Which is a, a strong word uh, because I feel like to be more professionals, but just, but I'm, I'm very big on ecological justice. So. Uh, and at all levels, within urban spaces and in rural spaces as well. Uh, And then fundamentally what I think I was really born to do was basically to tell stories through all mediums. And and lastly, I guess I'm just a proud African man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is that you are a storyteller and that you use um, the medium of words with, with what you're doing with the Pan-Africanist um, website. And you mentioned that website, right? Elephant.info. Elephant. And then you also talked about being an ecological justice activist. Yeah. What is what, what does that mean? Well,
0: to see, when we talk about the environment, what we talk about only the environment from the point of conservation. And it's usually around the narrative of climate change. Okay. <clears throat> So everybody's quite a about the environment. What what I am about is that I, I come from a heard, I come from a construct where the same environment um, it undermines a whole bunch of people. The way the environment is structured, especially in urban areas like like Nairobi, the environment is structured in such a way that it undermines a whole bunch of people. You know? And most people are quite clear about these disparities. And one of the most obvious things around Nairobi, if you have paid attention, community, is systemic environmental apartheid, right? So where you, the typical example is just, look at all the suburbs, it's full of greenery. Look at all the, all, all, all the poor and working class areas, it's absence of greenery, it's like a stack. When we just, stop talk, we just stop talking about just the infrastructure, let's just look at the environment itself, you know? And the and result of this sort of very systemic environmental apartheid is it, it allows the perpetuation of certain oppressions, for this large constituency of of, of 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 um, of city, and so what I try and do is bring awareness to this this ecological systemic um, violences that occur in the different levels. Of
1: you used a very strong word. You said ecological apartheid, yeah. and you know when we think about apartheid, we always think it in the context of, of South Africa. Yeah. So how how has this been for you? We said that you're actually bringing awareness. To the spaces that we actually live in, how has that experience been for you?
0: Well, I mean, once I realized that I was I actually grew up on the privileged side of Nairobi, which is the, where I took trees in my neighborhood for granted. You know, the fact that I could climb up a tree and, and, and pluck fruit, complete granted. The fact that I just had, basically had shade and, and greenery and grass and a compound, I took it completely for granted. You know. And it's not until you go to places like Kibira, you got a Madara, you go to you got to, you go to you go, I guess Kahwari proper, it, you know. Any of what we would call the shanty towns in, um, in Nairobi is that they start saying systemically, there's really this absence of greenery completely. And and, and, even, and even when you find um, when you when you find t- trees, they're so privatized, there's no sense of commons. You know. The only really common space for what you'd say in Nairobi's masses is a And mm-hmm. just look at the way a is treated. Yes. The, the the green spaces that are taken care of, like Karura, no, the the mass of people don't have access to it because there's a there's a capital exchange there, you know? and It's and so transactional. yeah, it's very transactional. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, so yes. So when, when I started paying attention to this sort of these disparities, and then then what the consequences of that is, is that when you start to see the sort of violences that are visited upon these kind of places, huh, and you start to realise actually there's a connection here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not it's not as though why is it that there's an exaggeration of of, of this sort of oppressions within this thing it is easy to just say oh they're poor but there's poor people all over the country you know? I mean it's not as though poverty is, is localized to, right. to Nairobi you know but why is it why, why do we have sort of this this exaggerated sort of like uh, um, conditions in this specific spaces and if you do it and if you look at if you look at the one common denominator, for me, at least in my analysis, was
1: huh,
0: the environment plays a big part. Yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, one of the things that I, I incorporate a lot in the work as I do as a relational and sex therapist is, is look around the space spaces someone is living, yeah. because, because whatever ails our our spirit, whatever ails our body, is systema- is systemic, mm-hmm. systemic. Right. So it's not just the physical. Um, Challenges. It's the environmental challenges. Yeah. How are you living? Um, and the incorporation of nature has become very important in a lot of these treatment uh, modules that yeah. we are seeing. Spend time outside, but if you, it's nothing to spend time outside too. It, it's incredibly problematic.
0: Not to mention the grounding element of nature. Right. You see, humans. We have not created a vacuum. We are part of the art system wilderness and we, yeah yeah and we, t- we, and we tend to have this sense of exceptionalism as though we are separate creatures you know we're like we're god's special separate creatures and which is pretty much the reason why we treat the environment the way we do because there's a sense of separation from 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 nature as it were you know and and you find everywhere where there's connectedness and this is why the rural areas have a sort of certain different way of restabilizing outside of the center where there's no control, there's certain there's, there's certain sensibilities that seem to sort of be embedded in the community. A lot of it is basically, um, it's that's a big part of environmental grounding, you know. And and when we are now going through a generation of society that have no environmental grounding whatsoever, which means there's no acting, you know. Yeah. So especially if, especially for men, if you're growing up completely divorced from the environment, and then you're relying completely purely on the intellectual resources in a, in a in a in a in a system that completely undermines you based on where you come from. We're basically condemning entire generations. Completely entire entire generations. Because then we've reduced basically the the the, the use in this society as a resource. Right? It's like completely been minimized. right? It's a resource to be exploited and to be scattered right? And in this particular case the 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 way the the way the way our class system has been has been set up is just disposable bodies
1: disposable bodies and and i really want to sort of segue to that because we we're actually going to talk about discuss the, the what i'd like to call the calling of your heart mm-hmm. We talked about men and how it's essential for men to to have a sense of grounding um, and i'm curious when we talk about that in relation to um the me too movement um in relation to the third wave of feminism um, how does that play around because I'm, I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong the days These are disconnecting the ways that men are moving in the world based on your experience
0: yeah. First of all, me too and, and the feminist movement have their place right. but, but I think for everything like everything in the world it's all about context right. and and we, we all I have an auntie of mine who wrote a Really beautiful article. She's, she's a medical anthropologist uh, Dr. Jalapala and she wrote a piece called The Ground with Sandal. So the assumption is that there's only one kind of feminism and the feminism tested the Caucasian version and specifically the American version of that, of that feminism and that's all we sort of operate within. But there's different sort of feminism. If you look within our traditional cultures, there are different levels. I'd like to say a lot, I'd like to emphasize that a lot mm-hmm. of young men of my generation and I think many still, and the tradition still continues, were brought up in kitchens literally our first grounding of responsibility mm-hmm. and everything happened around the kitchen mm-hmm. because we're hanging around our mothers and our sisters as basically sort of like apprentices spanner boys of sorts, the guys mm-hmm. who were saying, well, yeah. we're basically the, the intermediaries between what our mothers were doing in the kitchen and what our fathers were doing outdoors mm-hmm. you know and our fathers had to, we're the ones who intervened, we broke so mm-hmm. they're like, the men would ask you, go find out what's happened in the kitchen, Yes. would ask you, go find out if the fathers are, if the men are ready, Yes. You know? Yeah. and that's how we learned our responsibility, so, so the, 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 the there's a problem to look at especially the when we do a lot of this this, this gender discourses in in terms of always to approach it from terms of part of the sex of sexes as opposed to systemic problems. Right? So with oh, all people always approach it from the point of that the, the biological framework is the problem. The very fact that you're woman is 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 inherently the problem. The very fact that a man is inherently the problem. My, my my point of view is a little bit different. I come from more systemic. If you, if you evolve from within a systemic reality that, that exaggerates these differences, then yes, the clashes are bound to happen.
1: That
0: is true, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, my, my job here is not to say, no, no, there's no validity in those movements. No, no, they do. They, 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 they spark from real experiences and the reaction to real experiences. Uh, however, in the scheme of struggles, everybody must be allowed to express their own pain. And this is, this is this is this is and this, and this sometimes is what happens, when, especially when men start to discuss their own pain. They are just because of the systemic oppressions that disproportionately presented by male faces. Right, there's a tendency to assume that all men are co-opted in what appears to be sort of like systemic oppression.
1: And that's 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 so far from the truth. And I always yeah. say that there is no hierarchy to suffering. Yeah. So. But then I think what I'm what I'm hearing you say is that I think why there's such a, a disconnect in holding space for men to express themselves in the ways that they feel most comfortable is because what we have seen as a, those that perpetuates uh, this uh, schisms are male identifying bodies, and and I uh, and. Uh, one of the things um, i I sort of been thinking about because I've been back home and I've experienced two election cycles. And what comes up for me is because we never dealt with what happened in 2007 with the post-election violence, um, that sort of trauma, because that's a collective trauma and we've never sort of had a way to to, to navigate to what it meant where portions of this country broke down. And so now with the last two election cycles where folks have, have, um, have felt disenfranchised, yeah. and admittedly so, that the only ways that people have been allowed to express themselves through acts of violence and violent speech, and I find that that if you are not allowed to express yourself, you're still going to express yourself. It's just that the, the way that it's done becomes detrimental. How, how have you, in your experiences and conversations you've had with men uh, through their work as a, an environmental, uh, ecological.
0: ecological. It's work. <laughs> it a <laughs> is. Is like who trees. <laughs>
1: so <bless laughs> put trees on the OK, so we yeah. work with planting trees and um and i presume you work with men yeah uh, naturally men
0: majorly
1: majorly yeah. How has that been for you in relation to when we talk about this big experience you've had as a nation the last two election cycles i
0: mean it's so i mean just because i mean just as a, I like say, i've been a guy all my life you know? so i tend to and, and, and i and i said sort of just but there's a lot of, a lot of way to what I'm saying is that you see, at no point would we ever question the woman's experience because we just seem upside. Yeah? But, when, but, but when a man sort of sometimes expresses his, his reality, it's like, but you can't know, but I'm like, I'm living, I'm not living this body, I'm, I'm, I've been living this experience uh, all my life. So I do understand it quite intimately and quite deeply. Yeah? And so so what I found a lot is, is, is just because of our, our how socialization is voiced, you would find that men are basically just being co into silence. I
1: like that. co into
0: silence. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it just gets pointless to talk about these things. Because you talk about it, you're either you're the dismissers of being angry, or you've been dismissed of been uh, entitled, mm-hmm. or you're dismissed or just been ignorant. There's always some level of just like, you don't get it. And, and and there's a very sort of small sort of now bracket of men who are supposedly walk and get it. The rest of you just like get with the times. So there's so there's that level. Then you then then now you go into the realities of places spaces like Nairobi where where you're born completely determines it's a completely due life experience. You no, know? just an accident of birth. you know? Just be born or as you say the other side of Moniating. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's a completely living experience. And i had the Rare fortune of being invited to Madari and, and first of all, as a witness to what was happening, because this, this is a conversation that uh, erupted out of election violence. First of all, as a witness to just figure out what the hell's going on here. Why is it, why, why, why isn't this, this violence underreported? And then once you go beyond the usual reactions of like, oh, this is unfair, this is wrong, you know, can't be this is a country, you start to now dig into the systemic issues then you start to completely understand why this is so natural, why places like Madari only make the news when there's a massacre. Um, and when I talk about a massacre, I talk about hundreds of bodies. Hundreds of bodies, bodies right, bodies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so so, so when, I, when, when I started encountering uh, a whole generation that just is systematically extinguished, um, as a result of just social profiling, uh, I said, well, what are we gonna do? And, 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 and amongst some band of brothers, we we sat down and tried to interrogate what the issues were. And and one of the things that we we realized that we had agency over was the environment. We, we people could determine, i like to say we, because now we're just like a part of our family. But people decided that, listen, what is the one thing that we control? What's the one thing that we have agency over? We might not be able to sort of change government, we might not be able to have the resources, but what is the one thing we can control? We can control, our environment, the physical, the, the
1: actual physical, physical, physical space. space. Yes, because yeah.
0: the physical space is part of the reason why people don't see us.
1: Invisibility.
0: Yes, it's part of invisibility. That's why we think. That's why poverty and and and, and that sort of violence becomes normalized because it's just. You're
1: not it, saying.
0: It's because you, the garbage, becomes a metaphor of the entire lives. So the fact that you're basically just disposable, you that, that's what you are for. your garbage and that's why you see environments that have complete garbage and the garbage then becomes a representation of, of the bodies that live within specifically of that ecosystem so then the first thing was to said that like, listen if we attack the garbage then we start with the core principle that in terms we would like to say the man's first inherent right is the environment you know all creation story the human being is placed on an, an environment and that's it. So that's that's inherent. That's the, that's the first. That's the first right. So we said let's let's attack it at that level. If we can get dignity, if people can have dignity at the space level, just that I am human, I'm living in a space because I belong and I deserve. And
1: because you're a man, yeah. I am here. I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm worthy so if yes. if you can, yeah. if you can,
0: and then if if then yeah. then now, if other group of young men, because I deal with, like I'm with my, my my core group is, is people from God. 16 to say, about 32 is the average age. Wow,
1: that's, that's a very powerful, yeah. that's a very powerful group of, yeah. of, of men, so, young so, men. So
0: very young men, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them young fathers. Um, uh, but the co-group is a if if the co-group, and if you think about, and I, and I use very sort of like African traditional systems of thought, uh, if the co-group operates, because the co-group is an edge set, and if at that edge set, you're just basically useless. To, to society if you don't have a job. In a society that doesn't give you room to actually be formally be formally engaged, what then is your purpose as a man within a community, within a community spectrum? What is your job? It, it
1: almost sounds like this is, it's a rite of passage. Exactly. It's a rite of passage.
0: So, so, so we approach it almost as a rite of passage. We say that you, you're the generation that's in charge of this environment. Because in any other tradition, that's what, who, who the generation that then the age set, the tech scale, the land, is from boys yes. to young men. Yes.
1: By the time you, come, yeah. you
0: become elders, you, you, by the time you're in, your, you're in your 40s, it's it's it's, it's not you closing the gates. it's not you worrying no. about where the fields have been ploughed, it's not you. Worrying. That's the generation. Now in a place where there are no fields to plough, right, where, where, where there's no trade that's been inherited from the family, yep. you have to create something, but you have to create something Purposely for the community, for others, and so once a man starts to understand that purpose of his life, then it expands his worldview in terms of like, ah, I have my value, huh. and you move away from the individuality of that. I alone will succeed, and when I get a million dollars, I'll come and save everybody.
1: No, so it's 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 two. I it sounds like two things. Is number one is, first of all, there's the disruption of the narrative that. That folks are trash, based on where they live, and then there is the re, reconfiguring, uh, the reassessment and the reassigning of purpose, yeah. and and what do you say that men require a purpose?
0: Completely, Complete. and, and 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 from within a, com- a, a communal essence, because ultimately it's always about the community, it's always about the group, it's always about the collective. The moment. Part of what we must fight, and this is what our generation greatest fight has been has been individual.
1: And our generation, you're speaking about ours. <laughs> I, I'm
0: talking about generation. I'm talking about anybody who was born after 1965. I would say
1: 1965. What, yeah,
0: what would be called Generation X. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that would include us, yes. uh, maybe our our young, our older uncles and aunts. Yeah. So we talk about um, after after independence.
0: independence. Yes, this entity called Kenya. Yes. anybody who was born into this entity known as Kenya, and that includes even our leaders huh? actually
1: uh, you're right actually they have a very big a uh, significant number
0: so and it explains why so because you know Kenya, if you look at the historic was a plantation you know uh, it was just basically a place for Um and I, it was all about individual landlords yes. just basically controlling all the mine. and the way they did that was by breaking sort of like community strength into then Barons right. and then those barons then found legitimacy the government and now they our leaders
1: Continuously uh, perpetuating that.
0: That, that, that same mindset the difference is just It's a, it's a different shades, but it's, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, it's the same. It's the same Yes, it's almost a cannibalistic in center. Well, this is what it's graduated into now because now it's completely soulless uh, and, and so what then as a result in order then to sustain that level of weed, you need bodies to basically cannibalize
1: disposable of black bodies as they say and now it's specifically disposability of black well black in this context men right
0: if you think about it, yeah, think about it. So, yeah. so so it's it's all little it's all little way of saying there's another way there's different ways in which you can sort of engage because ultimately it's just, it's, it's just resistance now, because you can, you you either you either join a resistance or you or you become part of the group that's perpetrating this um, this inequality that just has no no basis other than this perpetual greed with, with no end, right? And so and so my tools that I had and this, this this now goes back to my background is I understood the power of the environment. I, I knew what what the environment had done for me. I knew I knew I knew what. The essence of the village why the greenery in a village completely changed the ecosystem of the village had seen its power and so when i came to the city i started looking for certain, i was trying to mirror certain experiences and i was wondering why i'm missing and when i really broke it down i realized ah okay there's a, there's a systemic environmental flaw here that is man-made
1: that is man-made
0: and it can be fixed
1: so do you consider yourself <laughs> a male um, uh, a male version of the green belt?
0: Hungarian um, Mandela is of course a huge inspiration, I mean towering 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 figure but she, I and mean, I mean anybody who's doing this kind of work, there's no way you can you can do it. It's almost, it's almost like, I, mean, like it's, I don't know, trying to do social activism without studying Mandela or you know, it's, it's just virtually impossible. So what different versions of what she does, but the essence, which is just basically using the power of green As a a tool for social change is is how we approach our work
1: It's interesting you you, When you talk about using the power of green to shift the narrative and the narrative is mostly inward first um it doesn't sound very masculine because <laughs> you know when we think of masculine in quotes because when you think about men it's always in context of physical movement physical aggression because when you think about planting it's a very it's, it's earthing but it's also considered a very feminine
0: work in a lot but, of ways yeah, but, but, but i guess that's part of the illusion of the frames of which we use to look at mas- masculinity yeah, and that's, I've got to blame Western Frames. Because um, Western Frames are very solid in terms of... And it's a rigidity. Why, yeah, rigidity. which is why they're, now they're convulsing, because now they've been forced to deal with their, their range of diversity, and they, and they can't cope. right? Which is why we've got the alphabet people. As, uh, the who? The alphabet people.
1: Who are the alphabet people? LGBTQ? LGBTQ. Oh, um, oh, oh! <laughs> I was like, who are those people? I don't know that. <laughs> okay, uh
0: uh-huh. In the sense of the range of experiences of how you can do gender right now within an african context those ranges were accepted that is true yeah they're accepted so yes. there's no there's no one way to do guy okay right? the, the, there's a variety of ways that everybody had access to now the symbolism of the tree and this is the symbolism of the tree is is for us as men specifically is, it's about a quest towards wholeness right it's, and 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 in the tree is is all the symbolism that we need you know because it's it's about the rootedness of the tree it's, it's it's about the strength of the tree it's about the resilience of the tree but it's also about the yielding of a tree you know so everything that you need to understand about the male journey the tree can teach you and it's and it's the balance it's the balance of strength and and softness you know it's it's, it's, it's the balance of like rigidity and yielding so so the tree teaches you to balance your energies, your feminine and your masculine side, into what now becomes the human, the, the totality is what our passage does meant. that's that's our entire passage, is to work towards balancing ourselves. Ultimately, we, 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 by custom, we seek it in marriage, right? That's where the union happens. Right. But ultimately, the first union has to happen internally.
1: Ah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and when you think about, for instance, the work of... Um, um, uh, Joseph Campbell when he talks about the hero's journey, yeah. it's always the emphasis of the inward journey first. Yeah. Um, if you look about, you know the 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 original people of Australia, yeah. the initiation rites were always an inward journey, because you can't really give out what you haven't really dug inside yourself.
0: What you're not,
1: or what you're not, right? Yeah.
0: so, 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 so which is why then it's 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 how we choose and it's about and i guess the limitation of labeling yeah? it's how we choose to label strength and we choose to label strength as, as as hard and rigid but real strength is actually soft look at water yes
1: yes mm-hmm. yes it's
0: really soft if you really want to be strong look at mandela what's what's his real strength it's the softness he's he's no he's not julius malema he's not yeah he's started <laughs> yes he did fiery speeches yes but his real strength is actually softness
1: but would come would someone say it's because of time
0: exactly and and which is the lesson the tree it is it is the life's journey it is a very conscious it's a very conscious it's a it's a very conscious sense of evolution and which and which is the natural cycle of life and it, and and so it's to go back It's to reroute us reroute ourselves back with nature you not know, to understand aha uh-huh, this is this is how to do living and something we've forgotten completely
1: you know when you, i i really um i i i definitely relate with with trees um, because number one i like trees um and also when we've read like recent studies that say that trees actually communicate with each other
0: so yeah, the, the, the wild, the wild right. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you talk about that masculinity is always in the context of community, in the community of other, mm. other men, other trees, um, I'm curious what, I don't want to call them challenges. Let me say opportunities for growth that you, uh, have experienced or continue to experience with this calling of your work. Well,
0: I mean, the, the first. The first really obvious one is is just that the individual is overrated
1: the individual is overrated
0: right. yeah it's it's all about the collective right so we 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 have to engage with the collective all the time because we are products of a collective i mean and the simple this simple analogy is, is as a child you're you're helpless for the first five years of your life it's a community of people taking care of you and suddenly you know we become adults and suddenly we forget this is how we perpetuate ourselves as a race. Right? So, so the idea is, the first was just that we need to organize well, you know, to tackle our problems. But the second also was not to underestimate the power, of, and, this, and, this is the, and, this, and this is the flip side of the same argument, is, is not to underestimate the power of the individual, right? That the single, a single entity who decides and sees something, we have a saying in this group of the work, we call the Madara green movement, don't call it a problem if you don't have a solution mm. So we say the person who calls out the problem can see a solution so it is it, it is it, it is imperative of that person to step up and help resolve it because why are you calling it a problem it's it's, it's it's going to rain it becomes a it be, if you identify it as a problem that means you have a solution in terms of shelter. In terms of ways to protect yourself from that sudden rain, right?
1: So what I'm hearing is identifying an issue and presenting opportunities to to fix that.
0: To, to fix it, resolve to, to it,
1: resolve it, in, right?
0: Uh, in whatever way. But it, it becomes now just basically, it becomes life's work. That's what life is really about. It's about fixing human problems. This is what our our real purpose is here, and this is the whole point of, of living. But human problems for the benefit of others.
1: Ah, you see, that's the part right there for the benefit of others.
0: Yeah, yeah for the benefit of others, and that's mm-hmm. and that's what, and that's where I, I feel, and, and and I realize that this is not everybody's uh, everybody's sense of i of an ideal, but I, I feel for me that's where real purpose resides. Right? Real purpose resides is when you start to find what what, what how your deeds benefit the collective, right? Because ultimately. Whether we acknowledge it or not, we are beneficiaries of well other people's deeds.
1: That is true. Okay.
0: Yeah, that is true. So you could refuse to say that to acknowledge the sun, but you're beneficial. <laughs> you survive because of it. You, you, because you, you, of you, the you, sun. You could decide, oh I don't know. no, 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 pay attention. It, your ignorance will do nothing to terms of its sense of grace. Right. Yeah.
1: So what I'm what I'm hearing you also say is talking about that this work may not be you may not necessarily be um benefit from it in terms of it bearing fruit so to speak mm-hmm. in your um the work that you do with the men and also in your own individual professional personal lives um and you're okay with that
0: that's the whole intention Otherwise, well, the other thing it just becomes a project and a project has a lifeline and at the end of the project we say what are our goals did we succeed or not we failed why did we fail and it's just it's problematized in a very small way but if we if we approach it the same way we approach nurturing, is when you start to nurture a child, you don't stop. It's, it's not it's, it's not project-based, it's not by the time 18 this kid leaves my house and they should be fine. I hope mm-hmm. they to all my rules, they're gonna be successful. You're a parent all your life. Right? You'll be 80, your kid is sixty, you're still a parent. That is true. Yeah. That
1: is true.
0: It, it doesn't it does it doesn't stop. And and, and so if we are, if we approach sort of community work like this, that it just becomes perpetual engagement, right? Perpetual engagement. It's it's, just, it's, it's continuous, conti- continuous, continuous perpetual engagement because the nature of problems is that we believe that problems just get bigger and better. It's, 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 they don't, they never go away.
1: Is this could be one of the, could this be considered um, one of the obstacles when it comes to um the community slash human rights scene in this country where there's some level of stagnation
0: i would say more like, the, more the NGO scene
1: the NGO the scene.
0: scene yeah ah, okay yeah more, more the NGO scene because it, it's it's what it's been commodified um so where the, there is a water problem and you have to sort of like give it a strict material solution a very good example i was told that that helps illustrate this thing was can't quite remember the actual specifics, vocational specifics, but about a village in in in, um, in in India where the women used to supposedly spend a lot of time going to fetch water. You know, they'd spend up to two, three hours just mm-hmm. driving all, just walking all the way to the river to fetch water. Mm-hmm. And and so this NGO person comes and looks at the problem and says, "Oh, we're going to resolve this problem. You know, women's labour here is uh, is not being accounted for." So what do they do? They sink a well right in the village and next to it, like a couple of wells around the home. So they'll be just completely cut off the walking time. So what happens is suddenly, the village said, a lot of squirrels start coming up. A lot of, there are a lot of squabbles coming up. It took anthropologists to, to tell them that, listen, that time, that three hours, was the only sort of alone time women had for themselves. Right. So it wasn't just only about fetching water. It was a time when they got to connect with each other, the time when they just got to be away from it. So you, from your lenses, you looked at it as, oh, and uh, just women being exploited, but for the women, it's actually it was their, it was their time, you know. And so the moment you cut, you cut off that you cut off a major social dynamic within that particular uh, so, is social, so, social social ecosystem. Right. So, in in you know in a way the way we approach this this approaching problems completely materially, right, without looking at all sort of like the holistic solution of just like how much it's going to cost. That's just how everybody thinks this is how much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost? Uh, we need to plan. We need to. We need to plan to run um, billion trees. How much is it going to cost? And and that's that's all that people look at. Is the reason is that money runs out. Then what? And this is why you have a lot of this sort of stalling of projects. Money runs out, which is why then we've run out of now even self-reliance, because there's no money. Because that's all people. Because that's sort of dependency that we sort of an entire population yeah. but before the, but 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 if you look at alternative systems is that people always people always found balance right? they always worked towards finding balance because they understood that life was more than just material
1: life was actually holistic yeah. um and which then goes to to my last question for you, and this has been so interesting, I hope we can do this again, mm-hmm. is is what does what is wellness look to you now when you look at your life comprehensively uh, with, with the work you do, um, with the writing, with working with the men? What does wellness look to you if you look at those particular lenses?
0: I think it's, it's, it's a principle, a philosophy that we use um, at River Movement. We call it the three-legged stool. If you look at an African stool, compared to say a Caucasian stool, a Western stool, a Caucasian stool is a block of wood on the top and four legs attached right.
1: to the bottom. yes, right? yeah.
0: These separate pieces, so in, uh, in total five different pieces. Huh? Um, mm-hmm. and, and a traditional African stool is a block of wood that's sculpted right, from the same form. You know? So you get a block of wood that's sculpted mm-hmm. in the same form. Then it has a base where we sit on, yeah. and three legs. Yeah. Right? It's the same principle we use for three stones. Yes, mm-hmm, right? the cooking. Yeah, the cooking. Right. right. And and for me, that's what has become our core, my core principle that I follow. And I say it's to use to use the phrase the, the trinity, mm, which has becomes the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. And for me, that wellness is a balance of in all three fronts, in and out. Right. So when 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 as a man. You're spiritually grounded, you're, 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 you're intellectually at ease with, 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 with your view of the world, right? And you're physically able. Then you're well. You're right. Yeah.
1: You're right. You're
0: right. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's, are you, how are you doing? I'm well. That's what, that's that's how we see wellness. It's it's, it's the balance of of, of all of, of all three. And, 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 at a spiritual level, I'm not, I'm on, I'm on an anguish, I'm very clear about where I stand in the context of the metaphysical in terms of the things that I cannot really mentally.
1: In terms of you have found ways to navigate existential crises, yes. right?
0: Um, uh, in, in, in terms of my in terms of my own intellectual ability, I'm working within a systematic framework where I can resolve my own problems, usually engaging my, my, my brain mm-hmm. and, and physically, I'm able to use my body in ways that are judged that basically sustain my life.
1: I'm curious especially when you talked about that the last part about using the body to engage um, in your in, in, in I don't know how to call it a program a community based organization a band of brothers <laughs> I'm like I don't know what where to describe it is there, um, is there conversations about um, inviting younger younger boys to participate
0: the, the way we do it is, we understand the power of example. So in a place where, for example, crime is, is to some degree glamorized because really the toughest guys are the coolest guys, some of the guys are such a sort of Yes. In the, in the sense of, you know, spark. It's, it's, it's always the outlaws. But so when you find a couple of guys, supposedly cool guys, just digging, planting trees, Tendon, trying to make places beautiful and they're like supposed to be like a cool match of guys. So, mm-hmm. um, what, what what we have found is that men lead examples, men are always marrying against each other. So the kids naturally just come. It's just the power of example, that's, that's how you grow and so once you sort of, so you, the way to engage them is just to do and people will follow, right? So we find that a lot of our activities become very communal. This kid just show up, you know, somebody who has a piece of the wheelbarrow or somebody's doing something, mm-hmm. they always just show up. Because they are friendly spaces and it's just. It's. we we So they very inherently understand when you're doing good. Yes. And they're they just basically attracted to it. So it's just the power of example. Just. And which is basically part of the problem with a lot of us here. We just don't have in absolute examples. Like when you ask what are the role models for men? And people always reach out so far. But your role model is usually the guy right next to you, the shopkeeper who consistently shows you know, up. Shows up, you know. The watchman, who consistently They're right there next to you. No, but we tend to look, look very far. So what we're trying to do is, basically, bring back the sense of role right in the center. So we start going, we move away from this sense of looking out beyond the you yet the people you really need are right next to you.
1: you. You know, I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking, one of the great examples I have outside my, my family of origin, my, 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 my father, my uncles, my brothers, is um, the, the gentleman who helps us with, with, our, with our chicken at home? He is the most consistent person. He's incredible, he's short, so he doesn't have the, the stature that we have about powerful men. He's a short man um, in his m- late 40s. And he has a wife, and he has two children, and every single day he shows up for himself through the work that he does um, for his family, and for me, I think this is an amazing role model for for me, even as 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 not just as someone who's in the same household, but even as a woman. So when people say that you know all men are trash, and I'm like, but. I know somebody who is always showing up, and what I'm hearing you say is, this is an avenue of disrupting the narrative that all men are trash. Mm,
0: exactly, because yeah, these guys are showing up consistently. Yes, and if there's little boys sitting around there, they actually don't have choice.
1: They have choice. They have choice, yes. which is
0: something we don't understand that you've got to give young men, and you've got to give children in general. You've got to give them choices. You know they've got because they look they observe they're like wow there's different ways of navigating this life you know so they have choice you know because it's, it's not as though you're gonna you're gonna eradicate the conditions within a place like that. because they are what they are just you know? social conditions um, but within it you know you 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 can start you can start you can start, to, you can start to it in very real ways um, and 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 it's just a bunch of guys doing what would be considered volunteerism. Because it's it's work with no pay, it's it's work that has no ownership. It's not as though when you clean up a place, it becomes your land. No, it's it's they basic Can not imagine how radical it is to try and create commons in a place like that?
1: Now that's what I'm thinking. It's, it's not your land. Yeah. You will not derive any sort of monetary gain. There is nothing. It belongs to all of us. Um, while time is running out here, I just want to ask because I know we just briefly touched on, on on this because this is what's happening in our continent what's I, I presume you've, you've heard about what's happening in South Africa right now and when as you were speaking I was just imagining can you imagine like if there was there were ways that the brothers in South Africa would see themselves that they have choice because I think the 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 um, the power is knowing you have choice. Yeah. You're not where you come from. Where you say? Where you start is not necessarily where you end.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I, mean, uh, like, I mean, South Africa, the issue is really complex. Mm-hmm. And, and like all like things, you just got to go back to history. It's so easy for us to, 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 I mean, especially from the outside, to just fall for the easy optics I mean, like, oh, just a bunch of, oh, I just abandoned right now, guys, killing the African brothers. Um and, it, and it's so easy to do that, you know. But we we, 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 we have no we have no we, we have no grabs whatsoever of the of the of the system of trauma that that society is dealing with. And when it erupts in this way it's it's just basically it's pressure, just, just finding events. Like, finding events. Yeah. And and, yeah. And, and and this is the consequences of, of I mean I mean it's throughout history it happens. You know? And and, and this is just what it is, I mean, and it's happening all around the world. I mean, you think about it, it's happening in America, it's happening in Europe, you know, um, of course it just gets exaggerated because it's black and black, and, it, and it's just something we just we can't deal with.
1: Yeah, we,
0: we, we just, it's, it's, it, it confuses, and we, we give it lots of labels like xenophobia. We give it a whole bunch, of, you know, a, whole, a whole, whole bunch of a whole bunch of, uh, of different levels. but al- but ultimately, it is just it's trauma that is just seeking relief. Yeah. And so, we do to sort of like resolve all of those things. You almost have to go back, and this is where our methodology is. Is you got to look at the ecological, you've got to use the tools of nature to bring about healing. You know, because ultimately, people have to heal. If you don't heal people, this problem will just exaggerate, it
1: will just keep perpetuating okay. itself yeah. across generations.
0: Okay. So, you've got to very deliberately go into the process of healing. Yeah. And the way to heal man is to heal his environment. Yeah, that's God's work.
1: That is true, and you are doing God's work. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so we're gonna add all the links to you. I presume you have like a Facebook page. Yeah, we don't
0: have a website now, so it's
1: just
0: great too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh And yeah, and then the rest of that stuff. I also blog. I'm not writing as much. Uh, uh-huh. So I think. I've taken a sort of sabbatical from writing but I've been living and doing a lot of some sort of engagement yeah so I'm hoping a lot of this sort of experiences like a master to put white to paper right and just basically you know, give people different insights and just different ways we can look at sort of these problems that, sort of, that we live with and ways in which we can sort of resolve them
1: I'm really excited to read the words because we had a really great conversation. Um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll add all the links to your to you to your um, website and contact information in the show notes. And uh, thank you for joining us. And wherever you are in the world, uh, remem- remember healing is your birthright. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye.